Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And today we have a very special guest. The people in the basketball circles know him as Rob Mack. I will call him Rob McClanahan. He is one of the NBA's best trainers. He's worked with, you know, guys you've heard of like Derrick Rose, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant. The list goes on. But joining us now, Rob McClanahan, Rob Mack. Rob, how's it going? And welcome to Pushing Through. We appreciate you joining us today. Going great. Uh, right now, I'm usually in L.A. working guys out, so it's a little different, you know, uh, being out in back of Rhode Island right now. But um, everything's good. Good to be out with you guys. BJ and I go far back, so it's good to get out on this pod. You know, I refer to Rob Mack as the people's trainer. He's the people's trainer. Rob, <laughs> uh, we do go back far, you know. Yeah. Explain, Rob, or share with our uh, listeners kind of when we first met, how we met. And, uh, God, it's going back, what, how long now? 13 years it was uh i want to say it was uh oh seven oh seven right uh in vegas all-star weekend um you came out watched me do some workouts at impact you came in with with bob and uh myers and on check i think george johnson was working out some other guys and right you linked up with me through through the troy weaver and um we started talking and uh you next you know we're working together about six months later hmm and when you look at, you know, sort of the list and the timeline of things, Rob, I mean, there, there's, I just mentioned the Derrick Rose, the Russell Westbrook, the Kevin Durant, the Stephen Curry, like that period of time in basketball around 2007, 2009, you saw a bunch of these guys come in and you were fortunate to work with them. Seeing all those careers pan out, you got MVPs in that list, you got champions in that list. At yeah. that period, at that point, 2007, you're saying, did you have an idea that you were going to be working with guys that would one day become that, or was it just more of we're just, we're just running it back in in training? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, when when you know me and BJ linked up and started doing this with, with Warshman, you know, this job didn't exist, so we didn't mm-hmm. really know how to approach it. There were some other trainers here and there, like Tim Grover, but no one was really doing what kind of what we were doing. So we just kind of went with it, a full full time thing, and. You know, I think uh, I'd be the first to admit that BJ went to it, that we got real lucky with that OA class. And, and good, you know, guys like Rose, Westbrook, the Lopez twins were just not only good guys, but hard workers, low maintenance. Um, you know, so I got lucky in 08. You know, thankfully they got the clients and they, they handed them to me to work out. And, and those players stay low to me as their trainers. So, no, I did not see this coming because it didn't exist. You know what I mean? So, um, but it was those were some good years for sure. Remember that one summer, Rob? I can't remember what year it was when we had in the gym all at one time. We had Derek Rose, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook, Kevin Love. Was it Kevin Durant? Yeah. Oh, remember when uh, OJ Mayo? OJ Mayo came through. Yep. OJ Mayo came through. Rob, just talk about the times that we had with all of these guys coming through the gym at once. I mean, just in that group alone, there's three MVPs, Kevin Love, who champion, all-star. Yeah. Yeah. The Lopez twins. We had all those guys in the gym at one time. Yeah. I mean, it it made my job easy because those guys really, I always talk about in my book. It was workouts within the workouts. So you, you saw like D Rose come down and I say, you know, one dribble, whatever, get to the rim and boom. Russell would be like, oh, okay. And then he'd come down and be, you know, do sign outs. Like, oh, okay. And so it's funny. I tell a story all the time. You know, Russell and Derek always want to come in on Sundays and get shots up. Right. Me and BJ be like, no, you need some time off. Like, that's part of the, the schedule, time off. Just shots, 30 minutes to get shots up. All right, so we go in at 6 at night on a Sunday. 10 minutes in, we're going full-blown, full-blown workouts, you know, like two dribble, <laughs> you know, floaters. No, no jump shots. It was all like a full-blown workout. So – 
I always say it's, it's better to turn a guy down than have to turn him up. And those guys, you had to turn down a little bit. But Caleb was another great example of just always wanting to work. And the best thing about it was they were such good friends. Right. So they don't want to let each other down. So if, like, Derek was having a day where he just didn't maybe feel like working hard, Russell would be, let's go, or vice versa, whatever it was. So they all tuned in together. And sometimes it was, like, no talking. Me and BJ were just like, you know, next drill. And we'll just go. And there were times where we had to be like, all right, day's over. We've been here an hour and 15. This is too long. But definitely uh, definitely the guys that are successful because of their, their work ethic. And Rob, just being in a gym, and, and you said that you were the pioneer, right? You're the first of the these trainers, and now we see every single summer we get the Instagram videos of all these guys with their trainers doing the workout <laughs> yeah. videos. Um, <laughs> Don't get what, Rob started. Don't get Rob started on that. <laughs> what, what is that like just to watch? You know what I mean? Do you want to chime in? Do you want to comment? Do you just want to say, guys, yeah, I mean, what are we I mean, doing I've here? I've never been that guy. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the guys that I've trained have never been those people. I think players now actually want the trainers to do that. Um, but if I did that with like Caleb or Russ or Derek and had a little iPhone like doing the workouts, they'd be like, Oh, look what we did today. They'd be like, What the hell are you doing, man? You know, so <laughs> I never been that guy because you know to take credit for any of the success. They want to give it to me, feel free. But I never been like me. I think Kevin Durant would have been fine without me. Um, Derek <laughs> Rose, you know. Um, hopefully I had, you know, along the way helped him a little bit, but I never want to be that guy where a guy scored 35 points and tweet out like, good thing we talked about this last night. You know what I mean? Right, right, <laughs> just right, not, right. Just, just not how I am. And, and BJ knows I'm all about game stuff. You're not going to see me use 15 cones, go around 15 cones, you know, going out to the beach, come back, shoot a jump shot. You know, more just uh, just, just game stuff, game reps, uh, one, two dribble stuff, efficiency. Um, well, listen, a lot of guys that make good livings doing the Instagram stuff. It's just something – you know, maybe I should do more of it. I just, at least with those guys, I could never do. They would have been like, what are you doing, man? So, you know, especially like Russ, Derek, Kevin, those guys have been like, no. So, mm-hmm. but it's different now. It's, it's definitely different. You know, Rob, when, um, you know, you have these guys, you know, Kevin and Love. And, and the thing I remember most about when we were in the gym is how much fun we had. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, <clears throat> everyone's busting chops. Everyone's, you know, just talking, a lot of trash talking. But Rob, like, what is your philosophy on, you know, how you started doing this? Like, what's your philosophy? Yeah. What are you trying to get accomplished with these guys? Because clearly the relationship that you've had with these guys have gone on for years and years and years. It's more than just a trainer oh, yeah. player relationship. So what is the philosophy and what are some of the key things for other young people who want to possibly get in that business? Yeah, a few things. I mean, first off, the relationship is just huge for me. Um, I was never the type of guy after work out to say, let's see you tomorrow. I was like, you know, what are we doing for lunch? Or let's grab dinner together. Or let's go watch, you know, the finals or whatever it was. And I think that off-the-court relationship just really helped the on-the-court relationship. If they're trusting you off the court, they're going to trust you even more on the court. So that was a big, big thing with me. As far as the basketball stuff, it was mainly it was just game stuff. And I always want to make sure they're always ready to do stuff in the game. Can you make the transition from the workout to the game? Um, you know, like I said earlier, one, two dribble stuff, just stuff you would do in a game, not like 15 dribbles into a jump shot kind of thing. Um, you know, but also, I, you know, a lot of trainers, I think, go into work on guys' weaknesses too much. Where I would look at it, let's work on what you're really good at, too. You know, like a Steph Curry, for instance, you don't just stop working on a jump shot. Let's go 50% to 53%. You know, uh, so I always, want, I always want to work on the strengths as much as, you know, especially in the NBA, you know, if you're great at one or two things, you're good. You know, you don't have to be good at everything. You know, I'm, I'm not working on, you know, three dribble step backs with Jason Capono. I'm doing, <laughs> you know, catch shoot. you know, so 
you know, you just got to figure out who they are, what they're good at, and, and continue to work on that as well. You, you know, I wanted, I always wanted to ask you this, Rob. I don't think we've ever talked about it. You've worked with, what, four MVPs that I know about? Four guys. You So Russell, Kevin Durant, yeah, Steph Curry, Derrick Rose. Well, Steph's got two, so five. Steph got, yeah, so five. Ain't unanimous. <laughs> what did you see that summer before? With Is there any similarities that you've seen with all of them? Or um, what did you see with all of these guys as far as a well, common I mean, denominator? Kevin Durant is probably the best example of that because before we had like a full summer together, he bounced me around to – Miami, Oklahoma City, or New York, and we would just keep meeting places here and there. Did the night trip with them. But finally, I said, listen, we need to just come to L.A., work out every day, have a routine like a Rose did, like a Russell, like a Kevin Love. Get in with me at 9, go lift at 11, get your yoga in at 2, go for the day. And that's what he did. And he moved to L.A. for a good three months. And we did, honestly, we did 50 minutes a day on the court. But it was like no water break. Game reps and Kevin goes so hard, Kevin Durant, and that was it. We were 50 minutes every day, most an hour, one-on-one workouts, and he had his routine. And we go five, six days a week, and that's it. And I always tell him, enjoy your summer, man. And what know? were you doing? What were some of the drills you guys were doing, Rob? Yeah, I mean, with Kevin, you know, he's he's an easy one to work out. You can pretty much do everything. But I remember that summer we did a lot of stuff from the elbow to pinch post, uh, a lot of stuff, just little one dribble step backs, two dribble step backs, um, mid post kind of stuff. Jab, a lot of jab work, um, you know. But again, it, it was it was all of that, you know. And the workouts were such such a game level workouts. Um, I think the routine of him just being in one place one time really helped him, you know, have cons- consistency, uh, great work every day. And again, I think going to the gym and seeing a rose and seeing, you know, uh, you know Westbrook and see where they work, it really helped everybody around that came in that gym. Mm-hmm. So Steph Curry is a good example too. When I my first ever workout with Steph ever, he came in at like let's say noon, but I had Kevin Durant at eleven. And so I'm finishing up with Kevin. Steph, I just walked in to the private gym I use in uh, in Bel Air, and I remember Steph just sitting in the silent watching, like, oh, this is this is what it is. This is what it takes, you know. And and he saw that in the gym all the time when me and BJ be in the gym with Russell and Derek and, and K Love these young guys would walk in the gym and be like, oh, man, that's that's what it takes. Because a lot of these young guys think they know what hard work is, but they don't until they see it. I'm not saying it's their fault, but they they don't really know until they actually see a guy like that work. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I mean, Team USA, right, it was this weird kind of inflection point period where it was a kind of the, the older guard. They win in 08 in Beijing, and then the World Games are coming up, and some of the younger guys, like you're mentioning, like the Derrick Roses and the John Walls and the Steph Currys and the Russell Westbrooks and the Kevin Durants, those were the guys that were ushering into that Team USA period, and they played great together. And there was a lot like, – I mean, when BJ was first telling me this story – I was always, you know, confused why they had so much team chemistry, it felt like. And then you hear that all these guys are working out and they're trying to push each other yeah. to the next level. And, and Russell yeah. wants to be like Derek. And did you witness that competitiveness kind of build and then see it in the World Games and see it with Team USA as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I had the fortunate um, place to be in with those guys and I could see them at USA practice and see yeah. how it took place. The guys had me come out and work out after the practice. Um but you could see that that kind of workouts in Santa Monica or in L.A. kind of transpired into definitely the World Games. And, and I think guys after that started working out more together, you know, mm-hmm. less than they maybe have in the 80s and stuff like that. Um, 
but we all kind of worked on the same stuff, especially as the game changed, you know, in the, in the recent years, you kind of kind of work on the same stuff. And Rick Lopez is a good example. Two years ago, hired me for the whole summer. And in 08, we worked on, you know, high post, mid post, <laughs> that summer, all threes. I mean, literally all threes every single day. I mean, I think he felt kind of like, oh, I might be out of the league if I don't learn to, you know, shoot more threes. So right. luckily, you know, he, he knew how to shoot. I'm not saying it was me, but, he, you know, it goes to Milwaukee has a great year in size and they you know, $50 million deal. So, um, but I think the main thing I worked on with those guys, like the wall, Westbrook, Rose, was just slowing down. Those guys played way too fast. Even Steph, when I first met him, and my whole motto was slow is quick. So I always say, the slower you play, the better you can set guys up, things like that. So, but that stuff took two or three years, you know, mm-hmm. over time. The Minneapolis Tribune called me, like, after Derek scored the 50-point game. and said, what'd you do last summer? I said, this took 12 years. <laughs> like, that game took 12 years. <laughs> this wasn't last summer, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was Derek getting those reps in for 12 years. And um, so, again, I've been lucky to work with guys like that that really want to put the work in. You know, Rob, you, you said, you know, slow is quick, right? Well, how yeah. do you, I'm trying to figure that out. How does that happen with Russell Westbrook? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know anything <laughs> that's slow about Russell, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Russell, <laughs> out of all of the guys, right? Out of all of the guys. Okay. Tell me, do you agree with this? All right. Our greatest summer together yeah. was that summer before, I don't know, it was 2010 or something. They, they yep. went to the World Games when they had Kevin Durant. Kevin oh, yeah, Love, yep, yep. Derek Rose, Russell Westbrook, and O.J. Mayo. And O.J. Mayo was so good that summer. I it mean, was. he was – I mean, Rob. Worked. Pretty Rob, worked. do you remember the story when he – how he first came into the gym? Remember when he walked in? Remember he just walked in and he saw oh, some guys right. working out? <laughs> tell right, tell right, that yeah, story, yeah. Rob. Tell <laughs> that story. Yeah, he, he was, like, walking for some reason, like Santa Monica or something. Yeah, it, it was, we were all working out. We had four it guys was, in the gym. It was at night. It was night. Yeah, yeah. It was like six, seven at night. It was getting dark out. And it was me, BJ, Derek, I think, and Russell. And OJ just walks in the door. And he's just like something like, are you guys working out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so he helps in the workout. We went hard. We went like ninety minutes. Who, he put somebody's shoes on. I forgot who he put. He's yeah, a yeah, He didn't have his own shoes. He might have put my <laughs> shoes on. I, I might have been doing the workout barefoot. But like, I, I don't know what happened that day. But he started coming in like every day with those guys. And it, the, the greatest thing about Derek and Russell that every time a guy, sometimes we throw a guy into the group, and if the guy didn't work hard or wasn't on time, or whatever, Russell, Russell especially, would be the first guy to be like, "I right, Rob." He ain't working out with us no more. Like, like dead serious. Like, not happening. And Russell's funny, too, because we'd always go, like, 9 a.m. Russell was always, always our first workout. When I get there, like, 8.40, 8.30, you know, just set up, whatever. Russell would be sitting aside at 8.30. Where you been? Like, <laughs> workout's at 9. I mean, workout's at 9. <laughs> and we get a half hour. And then, like, 8.40, where's Derek? I'm like, I don't know, he's got 20 minutes to get here. Make sure he's on his way. Make sure he's on his way. He's got to be here. I'm like, yo, man, get this guy. He'll be here. But, like, it kept happening. So then I would show up at, like, 820. There's no way he's here now. I said, 820, where you been? Dude, we got 40 minutes. It became, like, a contest. We're just sitting there by ourselves for an hour. I don't know. be like, call those guys up. We'll see where they're at. I'm like, dude, they got a half hour. That's just who Russ was. And every time I would give Russ Sunday off, um, you know, my guys at UCLA, Ben Holland's assistant, Scott Garson, those guys would call me, be like, hey, Russ is up here with his dad shooting on a Sunday afternoon. So, like, he'd always find a way to get his work, always. Mm. 
Mm. You know, you know, Rob Russell is like unbelievable. Rob, do you remember the story though? Since you're talking about Russell being late, remember that time Russell was late. His car broke down. Remember that time? That's right. Remember that time, Rob? Yeah. Hey, that's this story is so great, Rob. I want you to tell the story. This is when I knew Russell was going to be just magnificent as a player. Rob, share share that story with with, with, this, with the story when his car broke down. But how did he get there? I can't remember how he got there. I just remember he called with his yeah, he, with his with his car. His broke car down. broke down, and he was like freaking out that he wasn't gonna make the workout. I, I think it happened. Like I was, you know, hey, don't worry about it. You know, like it's all right. It's, it's one workout. We'll go, get in later. No, yeah, no, he no. had this car though that was like I don't know, it was like thirty years old or something. I don't know. I think it was in, when he was in college or something, right? Uh, thirty, yeah, thirty years old. So instead of like instead of like getting it fixed or something, or waiting for uh, waiting for a tow or something, I think he just like left the car there <laughs> or something. It like came to the workout. Like I don't know. If he, I, it wasn't Uber back then, but you got to ride somehow. I'm like, what's you with the car? I just left it. We just, we just left it in the street, <laughs> and it was, it was, it, and we ended up getting the workout in. They had to go back and you know find his car or something. This, <laughs> this was for this a workout. Even, yeah, this might have even been before, like he got like right around when he got drafted, or right before he got drafted. It was early on, he was like nineteen, twenty years old. But yeah, but he was so worried that he was going to be number one late, and them to miss a workout because he was always the guy that was half hour early. So it was like just in his subconscious, like no, I, I make sure these guys are never late. Now I'm gonna be late, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why he is who he is, and he's always been like that, and he hasn't changed at all. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Helix Sleep. Are you having trouble falling asleep? I know I am. It's been a heat wave out in California. It's been a lot of stress, a lot of sweating. But luckily for me, I'm upgrading. And I've got a Helix Sleep mattress. Helix Sleep sells personalized mattresses made right here in America and ships straight to your door with free no-contact delivery, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. I'm starting night three right now. It's been really great so far. To choose a mattress, Helix made a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. If you like a mattress that's really soft or firm, if you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach, if you sleep really hot, sleep really cold, with Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. I took the quiz myself, and I was matched with the Dusk deluxe helix mattress because i wanted something that was a little bit firm and also i needed a king mattress got dogs in the bed it's a whole thing but i love helix and you don't need to take my word for it helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress of 2020 by gq and wired magazine just go to helixsleep.com slash pushing through take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life and they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even come back and pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash pushing through. That's helixsleep.com slash pushing through for up to $200 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home $1 million cash prize. 
I'm not kidding. $1 million cash prize. To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do is download the app right now and sign up using promo code LASTDANCE. Yes, it really is that easy. And you can claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action. There's so much there. Just go to DraftKings. You can figure it out. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code LASTDANCE to claim the share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for a $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code LASTDANCE to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back to Rob Mack. And I have to ask you, Rob, just about that period of point guards. I mean, you have a Russell Westbrook and a Derrick Rose, right? They, these are like the changing of the point guard position. They're more what people may call a combo type guard that, that are there. and They're athletic, just something we've never seen before. But then you have the skill of a Steph Curry, who is a more of a finesse shooter type personality. How do you train those two greats? And how do you sort of, you know, siphon through what what is great for these guys versus what is great for a Stephen Curry or whatever it may be? Yeah, I mean, Derek and Russell, I mean, you can argue they're the two most athletic point guards of all time yep. at this point. Um, you know, and then with Steph, obviously he's not nearly explosive and they like that. He's more finesse, you know. So Steph was more, like, again, do, being more efficient, doing stuff with one or two or three drills rather than eight or nine, slowing down a little bit. Uh, his Florida game, you know, worked on yep. that daily. Um, you know, both hands, right hand, left hand. Um but he, you know, he, Steph was just so different because it's one thing to be able to, you know, catch and shoot like around, but I mean, he's doing stuff just like off two or three dribbles, step back, and like the possible shots he's making at a, you know, 50% clip, you know. So um, with, with Steph was more, I think, just getting more efficient, less dribbles, slowing down a little bit, and working on that little mid-range floater game, you know, from, mm-hmm. from all areas. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Robbie, you know, transitioning now from that team kind of makes such memories and when we were there at the uh god those guys were so good let's talk about the game today though rob you know the game has changed the way you're preparing these guys have changed obviously we're in this new era now pace and space what's the idea now as you're starting to work with you know these new clients and new players new game what what's your idea now on how you're working and, and, and what you're doing with the Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, if you can't shoot in this league, it's going to be tough to stay in the league, number one. Number two, um, you know, I'm approaching a seven-foot, let's say, Brooke Lopez, you know, differently than I did in 08. Now, you know, you, you work on a 15-foot or 17-foot now with those guys rather than, you know, body down into a, you know, a little mini hook or a dunk or, you know, it's just not happening. It's more finesse. And now you have six nine. You know, point guard in the six nine, power forward the center is like a Draymond Green, someone like that. And you have a right. Ben Simmons, you know. So I really think you know you have to work on that mid range. Obviously, the, the, the three point shot. I think every big, if there is any bigs anymore, has to learn how to handle the ball a little bit. Has to be able to pass the ball. You, know, you look at like a like a Jokic, you know, those guys that can really pass the ball. Um, it, that you know, with the whole you know, spacing stuff. Um, so for me, it's definitely changed. I mean. I train guys way differently than I did 10 years ago. Um, you know, but you can almost train a guy that's like six, seven, six, eight, the same way you train a six, three point guard right now. You know, you got to work on the kind of same stuff. Uh, but to me, it's all patience too. 
you know, you know, the three point shot. I always tell guys, even Rose and Westbrook early, let's let's master the 15 footer first and then move it out. So it might take two or three years. You know, with John Wall, it took good three, four years to really move it out a little bit. So yeah, with me, it's you know, I think you really have to have a jump shot right now to survive in this league. I don't care how good you are. Or else, you know, you're a liability and you can't really play in the fourth quarter, especially in the playoffs. You know, watch guys last night who's in the game the other game. It's Luca, it's Seth Curry, it's Hardaway, it's shooters, you know. So right. that's the new game. You know, you mentioned John Wall. How, how's he coming along, Rob? Uh, you know, I know he's coming off a you know significant. Yeah, injury. I mean, he, he we just along? talked yesterday. He says he feels better than he ever has in his life. So, I think this extra time has really like helped him um, big time. He's going to have another what four months to to do this at least. So, he's been down in Miami working out. Probably going down there soon to work with him. But um, just he's one of those guys. His extra time has really helped him. So, listen, we don't know him or KD's going to come back from that pretty bad injury and. But again, I think this extra time is really going to benefit them. And it, you've seen those three guys. I just have to ask those three point guards going down the court. I know John Wall probably in a straight line is the fastest, but between Derek and John and Russell, just seeing those three guys on a fast break and and the different variations and variabilities yeah. of what they're able to do. I mean, is there any moment like in a workout or in a or in a, even a game watching a TV and you're just like, I just can't believe that that just happened, even though I know how good these guys oh, yeah. are. I mean, I, I BJ, you know, I do this alley oop drill sometimes with, with Russell and Derek early on. It's basically just five backdoor alley oops, so corner, wing, top, wing, corner, and just throw it up. I'll never forget Derek one one year. I was throwing it kind of high, and he was catching it so high he would dunk on the way down. So, so he wasn't like catching, boom. He would catch and be like, boom. Like, like throw it down. It was unbelievable. You know, so I mean, some of these things this guy would do, and you know, Russell, you know, Derek, Derek would more get higher and be looking down at the rim. Russell and more trying to break the freaking backboard. You know, so, you know, like when, I, when, I, when I worked out, Russell in a private workout for the, the Seattle at the time for Troy and uh, Sam, it was uh, it was at a private gym in Bel Air and really all I did was stuff like at the rim and he was trying to, like I literally said to him, just try to break the backboard every time you dunk. Because at that point, I didn't want to do 15 footers with him. He wasn't had that jump shot yet. So I just tried to, it was a one on zero workout and he literally tried to break the back with every rim. And that workout, I, you could see, like, well, this guy, you know, they ended up drafting on number four. So, um, yeah, the, the, those two, just to see them in a workout, we'll never see those two guys like that again. It's almost like we we weren't even prepared for what uh, entered the NBA at that time, especially from the point guard position. And like you said, those are probably the two most athletic point guards, but they were in the same draft class. They were working out together with each other. Yeah. So there's something to be said about them raising the level of one another because, you know, if you're Derek and you have no one that can push you, or if you're yeah. Russell and you don't see, you know, this world-class guy next to you, you maybe don't get to that level. And I think that's what's so fascinating, that they pushed each other to be Derek's the youngest MVP ever in NBA history. And now Russell, you know, is breaking Oscar Robertson and records and yeah. and, of, oh, they and MVP. Each other for sure. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think even one guy didn't want to work out one morning. It's it's like going to the gym. Like you, you know, you and I go to gold gym back in the day. If you have it, if you have something you meet in there, you're gonna show up. Yep. Right. If right. if not, you're like, nah, I'm good. And they don't want to disappoint each other. You know what I mean? You know, oh God, Russ gonna be the guy gonna go. You know, vice versa. You know, so that definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. With the exception, let's take Steph Curry out. Out of all of the guys. Who's the greatest shooter you've ever worked out with? Durant. Who's this? Kevin Durant. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people underestimate how good of a shooter he is. I mean, 90, 50, 40 guy. And <laughs> I think people look at him like seven feet, but 
I mean, I've worked out KD. He's made 92 out of 100 threes. You know, and, you know, that mid-range game was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm talking about guys that work with consistently, you know. As far, yeah, you know right, you know, right, right. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's – yeah, Kevin's got to be up there. I mean, Kevin's one of the best shooters of all time, if you really think about it, if you look at his numbers, you know, so. The greatest range. Rank, just range. Oh, Steph. <laughs> Steph. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. All right. So there's two guys that came to mind well, as I was, as I was thinking, I as I asked you. Yeah, no. Was, yeah. Okay. The greatest range that I've ever seen that just played was Jimmy Barron. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. That's up there. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Barron. NBA, I'm thinking NBA, but yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying who, who come in the gym. Jimmy Barron played the game and in practice was just like. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. I, I talk about in my book. I mean, Jimmy's one of the best shooters I've ever worked with in my life. Yeah, Jimmy Barrett. I mean, just just the guy, just shoot with range. And you, I, I don't know if you remember that <laughs> he, one time. He, 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 he can come down and shoot an NBA three left handed. Yeah, so, so he he just just range. I'm not saying accuracy, yeah, yeah. just with range. <laughs> remember when Gallo, uh, oh, when he was young, when Gallinari came over, when he came right over from Italy, right? I think that's where he came. He put on a shooting display. No, that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> That I have... Speaking of left hand, you know, Galloway, he was a kid, broke his right hand. I think it was like 15 or something. And he just worked on his left hand, like shooting for a year. So I mean, I'll never forget this. We're working out. He's working out with other guys, you know. I forget who it was. It might have been like DJ Augustine and something like that in that class. And Gallo's, you know, I can shoot lefty too. So he went through like 20 minutes of the workout, shoot lefty, and made more shots than anyone. I'm talking like, <laughs> not like, oh, let's, let's tee it he, up. He... I'm talking one, two, boom. I was like, oh my god! I mean, no, he could, he could shoot it. Now, he could, yeah. And he had a, like a little rifle too. <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> handle. Who had the best handle you've ever seen? Uh, I mean, I mean, Derek's up there. Steph. Uh, I worked with Kyrie a little bit. Obviously, <laughs> is his handle really that? Is his handle really that serious, Rob? Kyrie's. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's just different because Derek will, Derek will like boom, boom, and just go. And Kyrie's, uh, Kyrie's more like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a dance. Like, oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a Joe Johnson, but times 10. Yeah, you know, Joe Johnson is, yeah. Joe Johnson. Yeah, Joe is, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Iso, Iso Joe. <laughs> Iso. Woo! Go get an Woo. island with him. <laughs> Iso Joe is, oh, man. That's, that's like, all right. Remember that one drill, Rob, you used to do where you would have the guys run to the baseline. Yeah. And you would have your your your, your pad out and pad. you would just hit them, hit them, hit them. And Russell and Derek are the most explosive point guard. I mean, wow. Normally, you would take this bump and you would lay it up. Both of those yeah. guys could take that bump as guard, point guards and dunk the ball consistently. Yeah. I don't know, five, ten. Yeah, I would do a drill like from the wing and then let's say they drive it left and I just say – Couple dribble, just body me, body me, and go up. You know, just just lay up over me. And I'm six two. I'm not, you know, these guys are six three. It's not like I'm that smaller than them. And uh, so I'm biting them. And, and instead of like just laying it up, they go boom, boom, and there's boom. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it was like next uh, off two, off two feet, yeah. off the vert. So it was like when they started doing that. I'm like, oh. I mean, this is when they were 19 years old. When they just when they were just starting to play. They didn't know how to yeah, play like that yeah. yet. And next year, no, and that's. You know, Derek would do it, and Russ the same thing. Russ would be like, "Oh, okay." 
Right, right, right. Like, right. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. Next year, no, but after like five reps, I'm like, yo, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm hurt. I, I couldn't feel my shoulders. <laughs> and these guys, these guys are strong, not just up here, but they're strong legs. So they would just ride into me and just bump me, and, you know, and just bam. And that's when we started talking about all the crap, you know. And, you know, if they didn't dunk it, I, would, I always say, if they miss a dunk, I say, you can't dunk, lay it up. Yeah, right, right. I got to think, who's the, who's the, as far as that, remember young JaVale McGee? Now, he was kind of, he was, he was. But JaVale was funny to work out because no matter what drill you did, he dunked everything. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow I'd be like, all right, elbow jump shots. And he would just like dunk it. <laughs> you know, like go down, you know, go down the middle lane, little, little baby hook and say, right, like, right. It's Vanessa, one, two. He just could dunk. dunk. Yeah, he could. Like, Jabelle, let's work it on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he could dunk it. Um, trying to think who else was there. It was just crazy athletic. Anthony Randolph, maybe? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he Anthony was, Davis, was, too. Mm. Yeah, Anthony, yeah, Anthony. You know what? When I first worked on Anthony Davis at pre-draft. That's right. I know you bust, my, right. chops up. I know you bust my chops up on my jab game, but um, right. <laughs> but Anthony Davis – has a, I couldn't believe his jab yeah, stuff yeah, his, early on, you know, yeah. and he came in that gym and he was in such good shape and he was a fun one to work out too. He's yeah, so he was sweet. so, he, I remember he was, he made the game look so easy. Oh. It was like, he just, he had a jump shot. He never, you could never like kind of speed him up. He played just kind of how he plays now. He just, yeah, yep. he was, I forgot about AD was in that gym too. Yeah, that's, Randolph, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Tyreek. Ooh, Tyreek Evans, yeah. Wreak havoc. Remember when we wreak <laughs> havoc? Wreak <laughs> havoc now. Now, he, now he's got, he, he, he's got, like, crazy handle. But, like, yes, yes, he different because he, he, he'd just be, like, you know, <laughs> he'd just be rocking you. And, and then he wouldn't even, like, blow by you. He was just so unorthodox. He'd come to the lane, he'd bump you, would be like, oh, you just, you fall out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he had, oh, man. Yeah, he had he a. He, he, he had handle you could never teach. You could never mm. teach what he does. What about uh? I don't think he was in the gym, but I know you worked with him, Dion Waiters. Dion a lot, yeah, Dion a lot. He was like a mini Reek, you know what I mean? Like, like a mini like from Philly, you know what I mean? He just right. had that body, kind of slow handle. But Dion was funny because we just had you know Syracuse. I went to Dion in high school before Syracuse, right. and we had like you know just just this thing. Like we got along, but we didn't get along. And I, I love the guy, but he's the kind of guy like all right. Yeah, you know, take one jump right, you know, pull up. Why are we doing this drill, man? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Come on, Rob, what's next, man? What's the next drill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, Rob, we have to ask as we're talking about Syracuse. Is there anything, uh, you know, you see Carmelo now for Syracuse? I mean, the 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 connection to Syracuse basketball with Bayheim. You got Buddy Bayheim there. Are you still a Syracuse basketball fan? Are you still plugged in? You said you're working out Dion. So, so where, oh, yeah, where is yeah, it at yeah. for you? Yeah. Majorly plugged in. I mean, Hop has been my mentors for a while. I was at Washington now. Yep. yep. Troy Weaver was my assistant coach there my senior year. Yep. Uh, Louis Orr was my assistant coach. Now he's at Georgetown with Hewing. Um, I'm still very close to Bayheim. We you know, meet up for dinner twice a year. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Syracuse is the one big fraternity. And we're kind of like everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially in the media. Yeah. You have guys yeah. like Dave Pash, Adam Mike Tirico, like yep. Pete Bamel, you know, Marv Albert, and all Q's guys, you know. So um, it's, it's been kind of cool to, to be in that circle, you know, with some of those guys. 
for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the book is Network, Training the NBA's Best and Finding the Keys to Greatness. Uh, the Ford is by Steph Curry, a guy that you worked with, Rob. We appreciate you coming on and sharing the stories here on Pushing Through. And uh, as you're working with the younger guys, is there anyone that you see right now that you're like, uh, he kind of stands out to me, maybe like a Shea Gilgis Alexander or someone like that, that, that that's in the Yeah, I, 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 love, I love Alexander. I think he's... Mm. I think he's a really good player, and I think both kind of won in that trade. Um, you know, but obviously this kid, Luca. I mean, oof. Oof. I think the NBA's in good hands. So you think you'll be seeing it right now with Luca, right? You know, you know, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray. Um, so I think when these, these old heads kind of retired, you know, Lee's looking all right like, right now. There you so. go. Speaking of Luca, Rod, just how good is that kid? <laughs> oof. Not only is he good, I mean, he's just, you can tell he's a killer. I mean, yep. he was so, yeah. I mean, if you just watched that clip last night, I don't, I don't care if he missed it. He was just so cool out there. Did you see the video that came out this morning? Which when they joined the play, when they joined the play up? Oh, I didn't, I didn't. Oh, you got to see it. So, Carl, I was in the huddle joined the play up with three seconds left in the game with it down two. Lucas on the sideline, not looking at Carlisle, trying to like flip the bottle and land it, like a water bottle. That's what he's doing right there. And then he goes in and hits a game winner. He's like looking at the camera too when he's doing it. He's like flipping the yeah. water bottle, like staring at that camera that's like sliding. Not you know even what I mean? In the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes out, hits that 30, 40, you know? So. You know, yeah, right. You know, uh, Trey Tompkins played with Luca at Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid, yeah. And he would tell me about this kid. And, and I would see him in practice. And, you know, he was a little chubby and. Yeah, yeah. But all I remember most was he would play one on one after practice. He was relentless in the one on one games. Yeah. And Trey yeah, you know, all... told me that? You know who told me that? God Sham God told me that. Oh really? Told me to, I saw I saw Sham when they played up here in Boston last year and Sham was like, dude, every day after practice, this guy all he wants to do is play one on one. sometimes we gotta be like, all right, come on, we gotta rest here. You know, it's all yeah, he wanna yeah. do. It's all he yeah. wanna do. And he's a, right. he's a killer too. Oh right now right. And, and, and Trey constantly reminds me of how good this kid is. I mean, it's amazing. I, mean I saw him play and I, I respect, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he, Solid, yeah, you know, yeah. he wasn't really fast. He wasn't really athletic. You know, you know how it is. You're watching him. But I didn't see this coming. I mean, I have he's nothing 20, else to he's say. He's 21. That's what I'm saying. I don't have nothing else to say about him. He's like. Yeah. Uh, I, it's I, amazing I, how many teams passed on him too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also crazy, like you said, Sham God. When he hit the shot, the first person that's next to him celebrating is Sham God. So that, so you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like Sham. Yeah. It's like he's touched by the hand of God right there in that right. moment. Exactly. <laughs> man, I got to give him credit, man. He's a he's a, he's a problem. He, 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 hey, hey, he's a problem. <laughs> he's a, yeah, I ain't got nothing to say about him. <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. Well, there you hey. go, uh, Rob. We appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you sharing the stories. And uh, we're excited to see what the playoffs look like. And we'd love to have you back on for sure to, to talk about the book or talk about what you see out there. And uh, once again, we appreciate you coming on Pushing Through, man. Definitely. Appreciate you guys having me on. Rob Mack is in the building. <laughs> in the building. <laughs> hey, give me a jab. Give me a jab. A jab right? Yeah. A little bike drop. <laughs> All right, Mack. Awesome. All right, I'll see you guys.